Hello and welcome to The Blending Corner, the podcast that talks everything about blended learning for the early elementary classroom. I'm your host, Daniel, and I am joined by my fellow hosts, Ashley and Lena. It is our hope that this podcast can provide you with some useful information as well as strategies and ideas that can help you in your journey to implementing blended learning. Each episode, we will bring to you new topics around blended learning, and we are hopeful that you will be able to take away some new ideas and feel comfortable implementing blended learning into your own classroom. In today's episode, we will be giving you a brief overview of what blended learning is, as well as all three of our backgrounds in education. This podcast was brought to you because it is part of our project for a master's program in learning design and technology, or more simply, ed tech. So let's start our episode with talking about what exactly is blended learning and what it may look like in the elementary classroom setting. Uh, blended learning has been talked about heavily uh, and explored heavily in a upper elementary, middle school, and high school setting, but you don't really see it talked a whole lot in an early education setting. And there, there, we, there's some research that's been done about it, and that's what we're going to talk about here in this podcast is what little research it has been done as well as some of our own experiences and how we can tie that to blended learning. So why do you think that blended learning hasn't been kind of explored in the elementary classroom very much? I mean, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that early childhood is kindergarten first and second, and some people consider preschool also part of early childhood education or early elementary education. And those are viewed very much as formative years. So the kids are gaining basic foundational skills and they have really very little abilities around technology as a tool for learning. They might be able to use technology at home to maybe play a game or watch a video. But really, if we think about it this way, using technology to learn is extremely different than just using it to have fun. It takes more skill. They have to know more things. And some people just view these kids as too young to have these skills already for their learning. Um, Yeah, and kind of to go with that, so blended learning combines traditional face-to-face instruction with content that is delivered online. And even as a kindergarten teacher, thinking of implementing that into my classroom is kind of sometimes scary because some kids don't even know how to hold a pencil when they come into kindergarten. So now you want me to give them a computer and try to teach them these skills that are definitely not um, in their realm of expertise or anything like that. Um, so it's just kind of interesting to think that I understand why studies maybe haven't been done so much in the lower elementary classroom, because like I said, some students aren't even sure how to hold a pencil. Uh, and so the, when you look at some research that had been done by Alan Seaman and Garrett, they mentioned that traditional face-to-face instruction has between zero to 20% course content delivered online whereas blended learning would have between about 30 to 79% of content delivered online. Um, And that's a lot, even at 30%, that's a lot of online content to give to kindergartners who Mm -hmm. some of them, yeah, they might have an iPad at home, but they've never actually been forced to learn on a computer. And that, that's just, that's a, that's a lot. 
not to say that it's not important. We need our students to gain these technolo technological skills, but it's not happening necessarily at home. And to go with the um, like learning happening on a computer at previous at a previous district, I was in kids had iPads and they did see it as a game. Um, but now with we're all current with where we're all currently at, they do have computers and they're like, well, what is this? Like they don't even know what to do with it because it is specifically for learning and not necessarily the games maybe that they're used to um, with an iPad. Yeah, and the fact that blended learning is a combination of traditional face-to-face -face instruction that most teachers are familiar and comfortable with, but it also brings in the component of content that's delivered online. I think maybe early elementary teachers are just a little bit worried about implementing that in their classroom since they have so many foundational skills. They have so many routines to teach since these really are the years where the kids are just learning how to be at school, how to function at school. And maybe some teachers are just worried about adding that extra layer in because I know as a second grade teacher, even though my students are seven and eight years old, you know, a couple years older than your guys's kindergarten students, they are still struggling sometimes to log into their computers on their own get in the programs I give them, and they still need a lot of assistance. So that could be something that is a struggle for lower elementary students. And another reason it hasn't been quite as fully explored. Something kind of to think on the flip side to go with that too, is that it hasn't been necessarily explored, but think of how engaging that it could be to students that they've never had this experience, right? And with the world and how it's continuing to go, technology isn't going anywhere. So just the fact of like, kids would have a different level of engagement throughout this, which would then also increase, you know what I mean? It would just kind of increase everything to go with it. Um, it could really play a huge role in a kid's academics. Um, right. And to that point, blended learning is designed to authentically engage students in their learning. It's a major component of blended learning that we're going to discuss further in other episodes is that it allows teachers to differentiate and personalize the learning for each student in the online portion and kind of do the general teaching in the face-to-face -face portion. And the fact that this is personalized for students is influenced by the face-to-face -face instruction. What were their strengths and what were their areas of growth? in that aspect of their learning in the face-to-face -face portion of the classroom. That, that personalization is a, a, a big buzzword that I've been hearing about um, in my prior district. Personalized learning was the thing that we were focusing on. And it's a little bit different, like you said, it's a little bit different from differentiation as we're, we're really honing in on the students' uh, strengths and weaknesses based on more of their academics as opposed to just like changing to what we back in the day we were calling learning styles or whatever. This is really just like, what do the kids specifically need and how are we going to deliver it to them that works best for them? And what else are they interested in, right? Like yeah. there's so many avenues of technology <coughs> to go with what you're saying. Differenti differentiation is like 
academic, but personalization is like, okay, this kid is interested in this part of technology. So like I can give them things for that while this kid might not be so much interested in that. And I can give them something for that. Yeah. And another aspect of personalization is think about students with abilities that they may have heightened or weakened compared to other students and students with exceptionalities. This is a great benefit of blended learning is that you can really personalize it. If you've got a kid who's way advanced or a kid who is very far behind what is viewed as traditional, the traditional learning path for that grade, you can really kind of meet those kids where they are. And also the kids can show their learning in different ways because you might have a kid who can't really write traditionally, but you can personalize Mm -hmm. it so they can do writing projects on the computer and maybe they won't hate writing as much because I have a student right now who because of his you know abilities or disabilities hates writing it's a strong point for him he refuses to do it but if I can get him on a computer and he can do text to speak speak to text he actually is willing to write something down and it gives him an avenue into his learning that just using traditional methods alone wouldn't give him and with that too, like how often do we write right now? Like we type everything. So like we're forcing so much writing and yes, there's like fundamentals of writing that they need to know, but we force writing so much now, but then you, I haven't handwritten a paper in forever. So like we're, we need to teach them these skills that they will be using for the rest of their lives, like typing or like these other things that aren't in current district's curriculum. I like that you mentioned the exceptionalities uh, part uh, before we move on. I have a student in my classroom that does not talk very often at all during discussions or when we're sharing any of our work. But when it came to doing some online work over Seesaw, this particular student was very vocal when recording a video on Seesaw. And just because of that social anxiety, being able to record a video as being opposed to having like 20 different eyes on you, is is very helpful. So I think just the amount of technology that's available, the amount of different tech tools that are available to help students with different needs is going to be a big benefit to, uh, to classrooms. Oh, absolutely. And, um, I'm not grateful that COVID happened, but (laughs) I think that, um, with COVID, it has definitely pushed people, because we've had to go remote, we've had to find these different ways to teach when we're actually not face to face with the students. Um, And so it's unfortunate that it became this big thing. But at the same time, we've learned so much from ourselves and what else we need to do and how we can better um, prepare kids for the future, um, just through all the technology and things that have kind of happened. Yeah, because really, if you think about it, it's not just about using technology for teaching and learning. It's more about how we are using technology, Mm. not just online in COVID times, but then bringing that back to the classroom on a daily basis. Because maybe you hate online teaching. Maybe as a teacher, it really didn't work for you. But there were some aspects of the technology and the remote teaching that you did like. That kind of blended learning to me is a perfect medium of we have our face-to-face, but we also have these online things that works really well using technology. And so the blended classroom is a great way to utilize technology. And research by 
Baum this year, well, last year in 2020, talked about how technology can add to the learning experience when it supplements rather than replaces face-to-face interaction and instruction. So I think blended learning is a great way to add to the learning using technology versus just trying to substitute or supplement or do some of these practices that haven't really worked as well during the COVID time. So um, we will have a lot more to say about blended learning in the coming episodes. It just kind of gives us an overview of what blended learning is. But before we go, I did, we did want to talk about um, why we are interested in blended learning, why we are making this podcast and what our background in it is. Lena, you want to go first? Yeah. Um, so to be honest, I was not very interested in blended learning besides the fact that it would look really good on, or I'm sorry, not blended learning, an ed tech degree, um, but that it would look really good on a resume <laughs> and set me apart from other maybe employers or someone that they were interested in. Um, so that was initially my reason because in the back of my mind, I was like, this isn't going to last very long. Um, like we kind of implement technology, but not really, um, but kind of just enough to get by. Um, so that's the honest truth of why I was kind of interested in started all this. But now as we've gone, it's really cool to see that you reach um, a different set of students and you're able to get deeper with other students um, when you give them kind of their thing. Right. So this is this. I mean, technology, some people are going to end up in um a tech world right when they're older so it's just the fact of like why aren't we giving them this experience um so my lens has kind of switched to that so i started um i have i have kind of a technology background i started in it before i went into elementary education so i had i i have quite uh, an extensive knowledge about technology computers and and the like that was kind of what led me to this. But the other thing that led me to it is, is after seeing how things have been happening with COVID and how the, everything is changing, whether we like it or not, in the workplace, in schools, we are going to be dealing with technology. It's not going anywhere. We have technology. The workforce is going to, going to be incorporating new technologies that we don't even know about yet. So it is very important that we are going to set up our students for success in the informational age. And so I, I dabbled a little bit with some things with Seesaw before COVID, but it was, it was usually mostly just like kind of recording their, their learning or their thinking. But now I'm ready to kind of dive in and really take blended learning on in my classroom in, in the future. Yeah, and for me... I think I didn't really have a huge knowledge of technology prior to starting this master's program. Obviously, I knew how to use technology as the teacher, but when it came to my students utilizing it, I was, you know, this is my fourth year teaching. I was just learning to utilize technology for myself, had no idea how to use it for the kids. But I realize now we live in a 21st century world. Technology like we talked about earlier, is a huge part of our lives. We don't really write things down anymore. We type. Technology is just everywhere. And I want our students, starting from a young age, to be able to learn in ways that reflect the skills and knowledge they will need for the real world. 
And I think blended learning is going to help us incorporate best practices around technology into our classrooms, starting with the very youngest students in kindergarten, so they can have a foundation to continue that until they graduate high school. All right, so now that we have uh, talked about what blended learning is and why we are interested in the model, uh, we will need to dive further into blended learning. The next episode, we will discuss the models of blended learning and the models that we think will work best for early elementary classrooms. So we really appreciate you guys uh, joined us today and we hope that you tune in for the next episode. And remember, if you're not blending, your classroom is ending. <laughs>